It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day two, measuring your risk. Operationalizing your compliance program can take many shapes and forms. Using the entire risk management process to embed your compliance program within the contours of your organization is an important key step that will allow you to have full visibility of your compliance risks throughout a longer life cycle. Forecasting allows you to consider your business strategy and wed the risks you can foresee. Risk assessment allows you to evaluate and measure known risks. Risk-based monitoring allows you to monitor both the compliance risks you know about and detect those you do not know about on an ongoing basis. To accomplish this, the Department of Justice's Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs guidance document, the 2019 guidance, sets out three broad standards. Number one, risk management poses the following questions. What methodology has the company used to identify, analyze, and address particular risks it faces? What information or metrics has the company collected and used to help detect the type of misconduct in question? As how has the information or metrics informed the company's compliance program? The use of the phrase risk management process emphasizes it is not a one-off exercise, but truly a process. Moreover, the DOJ has specifically focused on the metrics component of every risk assessment. Finally, you must be able to sustain and justify the methodology of your risk assessment. Two, risk-tailored resource allocation. The following questions are posed. Does the company devote a disproportionate amount of time to policing low-risk areas instead of high-risk areas, such as questionable payments to third-party consultants, suspicious trading activity, or excessive discounts to resellers and distributors? Does the company give greater scrutiny as warranted to high-risk transactions, for instance, a large-dollar contract with a government agency in a high-risk country, than the modest or routine hospitality and entertainment? These questions focus more intently on the true risk that each company faces and how you allocate your risk management resources to those risks. It mandates you not only focus on your risk, but more importantly, not to waste time and resources on low-risk areas. You should focus on the high risk to your company. If you use third parties in the sales cycle, that may well be your highest risk. Conversely, if your sales strategy is based on employees, then that may be your highest risk. The evaluation also points out the explicit risks in specific transactions and when specific customers with large dollar contracts with government agencies in high-risk countries. This came from several enforcement actions where the customer itself was not only in on the bribery scheme, but facilitated the illegal transactions. Number three, updates and revisions. The following questions are posed. Is the risk assessment current and subject to periodic review? Have there been any updates to policies and procedures in lights of lessons learned? Do the updates account for risks discovered through misconduct or other problems with the compliance program? This section mandates the nature of not only risk assessments, but the continuous feedback loop of information to both you and your compliance program. Did you incorporate the information learned in the field into your next risk assessment? 
Did you update your policies, procedures, and controls around the information garnered from your updated risk assessment? This is the OODA loop in action. Observe, orient, detect, act. Properly seen, a corporate compliance program is a business process. All of these strategies from the 2019 guidance tie directly into process management and process improvement. There is a balance between what is actually important for your business or proper execution versus the practical aspects of the whole process. Ben Lockwin, international business consultant and former pharmaceutical executive, has stated, if you are not measuring at a high enough resolution, then you are not capturing a lot of the environment, market forces, and external factors that probably are of high leverage to your operations and business that you simply do not know about. For example, if there is a one in three chance of a compliance failure occurring, which a company knew about in advance, an executive committee or board of directors most probably would stop the activity before there was a compliance failure and possible legal sanction. This is how risk management process can work to fulfill the three prongs of a compliance program, prevent, detect, and remediate. You're using your risk forecast and you have a contingency in place, which you then execute upon. In other words, it comes down to execution. This means you have to use the risk management tools available to you and when the situation arises, remediate when required. This is not only where the rubber meets the road, but the information and data you garner in the execution phase will be fed back into a process loop. From this, you can develop continuous feedback and, most importantly, continuous improvement. By using these techniques, the chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner makes a business more efficiently and, at the end of the day, more profitably. The more you can bring these types of insights to a chief executive, the more you will demonstrate how effective compliance equates to a more efficient business process, all leading to greater profitability, and that compliance is not simply a cost center. So what are the three key takeaways from today? Well, first, the risk management process is an important backbone of operationalizing compliance. Two, you should be able to monitor and measure both known and unknown risks. And three, all of these steps help a business to run more efficiently and, at the end of the day, more profitably. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to Day 2 of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you will join me again tomorrow when I take up another strategy, tactic, or pointer that you can use in your compliance program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.